Hi folks, this is Mike Callahan again. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying uh, all of our podcasts that we've been uh, running. We've got, really got some very interesting people. I'd like to also give another shout out to Jeff Devereaux for his support and encouragement uh, with, the, with the podcast. Today I've got a really uh, great person that I want to interview and, and get you some exposure to. His name is Rob Harper and he was a founder of Edible Wow magazine in the southeastern Michigan area. And he's got some great stories about how that came about and how he made that happen, as well as some other ideas that he, he might want to share with us. So um, please welcome Rob Harper. Rob, take it away. Mike, thank you ever so much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you today and, uh, and to share our um, story. Um, Edible Wow magazine um, is a passionate project for my wife and I. Uh, Edible Wow is a quarterly publication that highlights and showcases the food scene here in southeastern Michigan. And I happened to stumble upon a Edible San Francisco back in 2008 uh, when I was with Wells Fargo. I read the magazine cover to cover and wound up calling the publisher because I was so intrigued by the photography and the stories and the tactile feel of the magazine. And Bruce Coe, the publisher, was kind enough to take my call and I asked him about the magazine. And with that, he shared with me that Edible Communities um, is a consortium of 29 Edible magazines around the country. Edible Brooklyn, Edible Portland, Edible Boston, Edible San Diego. And with that, I asked Bruce, you mean it's a franchise? And with that, he said, no, Rob, we're all independent licensees. We fall under the edible community umbrella as a consortium, but Brooklyn doesn't write about what goes on in Portland, and Portland doesn't write about what's going on in San Francisco. And so with that, I traveled the country and met a number of the publishers and was just so enamored with the, the quality of the publication and the passion behind the group that I bought the rights to publish in Southeastern Michigan, tendered my resignation at Wells Fargo. Um, and with that, all my colleagues thought my rubber band snapped because I was leaving finance to publish a magazine about food. Well, as it turned out, we were the 29th edible in the country at the time. And I knew that Edible, or excuse me, I knew that the folks in Ann Arbor would gravitate towards this buy local, support local uh, farmers, organic farmers, dairies. But let's be realistic, in 2008, the name Detroit was not that endearing. And I financed the magazine through uh, advertising at the time, uh, events and subscriptions. So my epiphany, Mike, was people say, wow when they're excited or inquisitive. Wow, this is interesting. Wow, that's exciting. And so our first issue read Edible Wow, celebrating the abundance of Wayne, Oakland, and Washtenaw counties. And even though my region is larger, I wanted to start there. We, I just gravitate, gravitated towards Wow, what I'd hoped for happened. People in Genesee saw the magazine, people in Combe, Livingston, Jackson counties, and asked, what about us? Can we get a magazine? Well, it's all part of my territory. So now our magazine reads, Edible Wow, celebrating the abundance of Wayne, or excuse me, celebrating the abundance of Southeastern Michigan, getting ahead of myself. Um, and with that, Mike, 13 years later, mind you, this was a five-year business plan. 
13 years later, there are over 100 edibles nationwide, from Edible Vancouver to Toronto, and rumor has it there's eventually going to be an Edible Paris. So it truly speaks to the movement of what's going on. And I have to tell you, southeastern Michigan, Michigan in Michigan's second only to California and diversified food products. And that's because we don't grow citrus yet. So it's been, it's been quite a, an amazing journey from wearing a suit and tie to Wells Fargo to John Calder at Calder Dairy teaching me how to milk cows. <laughs> We've told so many great stories. We've helped so many small businesses. Uh, we've evolved into an event company that I'm proud to say we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for local nonprofits. And we just recently partnered with a nonprofit called Soil to Service, which we're very excited about because of the educational component involved with it and our ability to now work with veterans in the agricultural community and in the culinary community. So it's, it's been a joyous ride, and uh, I wish I could show you a copy of the magazine right now. We actually, speaking of a consortium, because of the pandemic, when it came out, uh, most of the edibles did not print a spring issue. As I mentioned, we're quarterly, and, but Edible Wow, we put out a digital issue. And so for the summer, I called our sister publications in the state of Michigan, which we have three edibles. One is Edible Wow, there's Edible Grand Travers up in Traverse City, and an Edible Michiana, which is on the Michigan-Indiana border in the southwest corner. And I approached my fellow publishers and I suggested, why don't we print a collaborative issue highlighting and showcasing the whole state of Michigan and northern Indiana, which had never been done before. And my thought was, let's let everybody know that the edible community is still supporting the farmers, farmers markets, the young food purveyors, the cottage industry people, and our dear friends in the restaurant industry who are really suffering and struggling right now. And I got to tell you, I'm on a soapbox right now, Mike, but my attitude, and God bless Wendell Berry, it's shake the hand that feeds you get to know where your food's coming from, and buy local and support local is paramount to helping our local food community. And Edible Wow is at the forefront of that movement. I, I, I really love your story. The, I love the, uh, the, uh, the term, too, when you talked about wow, because as I listen to everything that you're talking about, all I'm doing is sitting here saying, wow, wow, wow. There's, there's a, there's, you've really got a, a great story and a tremendous amount of passion and and the impact that you're having. It's, it's really great. Happy that you're able to take some time and, and be with us on the podcast. Um, we will be able to, I'm assuming, uh, include some, your webpage or something like that so that people will be able to get more information after they get done listening to this, right? We're, we're happy to have people come visit our website. Uh, we have a digital issue up right now. Um, you can subscribe to the magazine. And it is, um, it's a corncopia, no pun intended, of stories of the local farmers, um, the local uh, culinary schools, uh, orchards, uh, vineyards, winemakers, and, um, and we sprinkle recipes throughout the magazine and we reach out to the local chefs. The who's who's of chefs, Mike, have been 
our cooking demonstration chefs. And we travel southeastern Michigan. We hold cooking demos at uh, the at Eastern Market, Oakland County Farmers Market, Ann Arbor, Farmington. Mind you, we, we've had to pull back because of the pandemic and we're doing virtual demos, but it, I have a waiting list at Oakland County Farmers Market for people to get in. We average 130 people attend our cooking demos and the chefs love it because they get a new audience. The audience loves it because they get an up close and personal with the chef and a demonstration. And mind you, our samples are plates. They're not little dishes, they're plates of food. And the market vendors love us, Mike, because, and I get on that soapbox again and I, ask the attendees, when you get up, go spend $5. Go into the market, buy $5 from these people that their livelihood depends on you and sales go up. And the vendors are happy and it's truly a win-win situation. It's a little exhausting at the end, but we eat well, drink well, and have fun, Mike. That's really exciting and obviously a labor of love on your part that you're having an impact. You're really, uh impacting a lot of people's lives in a real positive manner. Um, as as a, a veteran or a returning citizen, or, or really any anybody, uh, there's a couple of things that come to mind in my sense of this, learning about food and learning about nutrition and learning about how to take care of our bodies better through good diet is obviously important, as well as the potential career opportunities associated with the food industry. Um, would you agree with that? And are there any things that you could expand on a little bit? Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. And there's just so many opportunities. Um, I get up every day and I have a plethora of choices. I get to choose what I want to wear, what I want to drive, what I want to do. But the one choice I don't have is I cannot choose not to eat. I have to eat. And if I'm going to eat, I want to eat well. Now, mind you, I do have a sweet tooth and I love Calder dairy ice cream, but everything within moderate, you know, moderation. Thank you. Thank you. I got tongue tied <laughs> there for a minute, but, but the social experience, when you go to the farmer's markets and you, and you get to, you know, engage with these people whose livelihood, truly livelihood is their passion to bring good food to my table. And we need to honor these people more. And there again, you know, Michigan um, has got Eastern Market, which is the oldest continuous farmer's market in the nation. They're not the oldest. I believe it's Brooklyn, but Brooklyn had a fire one year and they shut down. So Eastern Market jumped over. Hmm. Um, our markets in Southeastern Michigan are the rival of every state in our nation. Truth be told, um, I get calls from our um, fellow publishers around the country asking what's going on in Detroit. In 2008, there was this underground movement of local city farmers that were just kids. They were, you know, they weren't professional farmers, but they were growing on empty lots. And they were, when I say underground, uh, it was such a challenging government at that time that you had to pay to play. Uh, enough said. But these young people believe that it was easier, you know, to beg forgiveness than permission. And all these little corner farmer markets started popping up. And then the explosion took place where the local small mom and pop restaurants are buying 
their greens and their beets and their fruits from these hometown gardeners. And the flavor was amazing. And, you know, infusing the money into our economy. I, I have no beef with, with a Walmart or a Kroger's or a Kmart. Again, I go back to choices. I invest in my food, Mike, because I invest in my health. Really, really good way to, to think about it. And, and, and I love the reminder that you, that you have as you talk about that, just the, how one engages and, and supports the other, the, the food producers and the restaurants. And we're all, we all need each other to, to function and survive and thrive. And, but it is, um, you know, it has been an honor and a privilege to tell these stories. Um, you know, everyone uh, has the world's best granola or the next best barbecue sauce. And we don't, uh, we don't take that lightly. We, we honor these people that really want to get out there and, and you know, make, make a difference. Not just make a living, but make a difference. And I can't tell you um, how, how exciting it is, is when um, I, I hear from, as I say, fellow publishers, because we have a business model, Mike, that I really like, is when I publish an edible wow, I mail a copy to all 99 other edibles around the country, and they in turn mail theirs to me. So when I get an edible low country, which is Charleston, South Carolina, and I get to see what's going on in the food scene down there and how their beekeepers are struggling as our beekeepers up, are up here because of pesticides and fertilizers. And so it, it really is an educational component uh, in the magazine. Great photography, great stories, great recipes. But as, as mentioned, we, we, are, um, we are a mouthpiece to our uh, food community. And we take great pride in that. And, and partnering with the, uh, the guys at Soil to Service, which if your listeners get a chance, they should go soil2service.org and see what a difference this group is going to make. And the fact that we are now collaborating with Edible Wow Magazine, we're, we're going to do a lot of great things in the years to come. That's great. And uh, I'll be sure to include those, uh, those links in the, uh, uh, in, in the information with the podcast here. So listen, uh, thanks. Thanks, Rob. That, it, it really re reminds me of a lot of how important our food chain is and, uh, and, and how integral it is to we're all connected. We're all connected and, and it's important to really be aware of that and celebrate that and, and cherish it, reward people that are engaged in it. So, Mike, you. You, hit the, you hit the nail on the head when you said celebrate. Yeah. You know, it's so, it's so easy to be doom and gloom in these, these times, but we, we, we have choices. We can think in possibilities or limitations. And, you know, these young food farmers and these young restaurant entrepreneurs, you know, they're not going down without a fight. And uh, as I say, any opportunity that we get to promote and support them. And, and thank you, Mike, for what you're doing with the podcast, because it's very important because it's diverse in what you're doing. And uh, you, you touched on uh, No Veteran Left Behind early. Uh, I'm proud to be affiliated with Jeff Devereaux and that group. And we are looking at ways to put veterans on the farm and, uh, and in the culinary schools and in the restaurants. There's a lot of talent there that you know, we need. Absolutely. Absolutely.
Well, and he also reminded me that one of my former students has a company and they're, they're, they market their product through the, through the, through the uh, farmer's market there. So I'm going to have to reach out to him and inter interview him in the future too. He's a, he's a good guy. But anyway, Rob, thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time to spend with us. And uh, I, uh, I truly appreciate it. And I hope you have a very safe and, uh, and uh, prosperous day and, and week and months ahead. Thanks again. Mike, thank you ever so much for uh, allowing me the uh, opportunity to share with your audience my passion. And again, thank you for what you're doing. And uh, oh, you're if, yeah, if you ever need someone to get on your soapbox, you can always ring me up. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Take care. Thank you very much, Mike. You have a great week and stay safe out there. You do this. You do the same. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye.